everyone. Welcome back to the Collaboration Space. I'm your host, Nancy Lucier. Matthew DeFreitas kicked it off last week with his discussion with Video Link, and this is my first podcast of 2023. And to do that, I'm happy to welcome back John Hewlin from Crestron. Good afternoon, John. How are you? I'm terrific, Nancy. Thanks for having me today. Great. It's great to see you again. I think we, we did a podcast a while ago on CARES Act, probably two years ago already. Right, right. It seems like time's flying. Although time obviously flying. we've seen such a huge shift in everything since then, right? Yeah, lots of changes. And today we're going to be talking about uh, AV trends in higher education. So to get us started, John, can you talk to me a little bit about, you know, what are you seeing? What are you hearing from higher ed institutions as far as their AV technology? What are they expecting it to expecting it to do and what are they what are some of the issues they're facing you know um there there's so much they're facing right now you know i think the big uh despite the fact that we've been talking about hybrid and online learning so much for the past three years it's it's not over uh because it, it the pandemic acted as a catalyst to to show many many institutions whether they were just rushing or they had taken a more uh, uh, taken a more deliberate approach, how effective and uh, and flexible adding aspects of hybrid learning or remote learning can be, and so out of that, you know, it was the quick pivot, but now it's the take a breath. What is everybody not like, or, or what what don't people like? What do they really like? Where's our levels of student engagement? And, and how does the technology work? So, so hybrid and high flex learning and blended learning and um, even some aspects of personalized learning are getting are, are these huge topics right now. But the great thing is we're not rushing into them. So we're thinking about aspects in trends like that about um, how our camera experience is going to be. Is it gonna be like a, a wide shot of, of a, a whole room? Or is it going to be a tight shot on an instructor at a lectern? Or will the camera follow them around? And so um, all the colleges and universities, higher ed, even some K through 12, has rather than the quick pivot and do anything we can, has started to say, okay, this is a high value space, or this is a high visibility space. Let's make the right experience. And, and worrying about really the remote learner's experience and the remote instructors experience. So uh, and it's, you know, it's not always one or the other right now, right? It's not all about, okay, everyone needs to be remote, right? I've, I've got to have that great in-classroom experience as well. And sometimes at the same time with remote uh, attendees as well. Right, we're, we're seeing, you will see the whole spectrum over the next few years. You will see educational institutions that decide learning is for on-campus. And, and they will stick to that model. Uh, then you'll see the other end of the spectrum, which um, like West Point uh, Military Academy, which says we believe a cadet should be able to learn from anywhere in the world. And so that will drive um, the decisions, whether schools are, are just saying, we want you to have the in-campus experience, but they start realizing that engagement goes up when the students can watch recordings later, even if they've had to be present in, present in class, and then and then beyond. And so while hybrid and remote learning is big, active learning is, is this trend that we'll call it picking back up. 
So before the pandemic, we saw, you know, um, these group, you know, 10 little small tables in a classroom. The, the instructor could teach from the front and maybe have their content to go to all the displays. But then they say, okay, now it's time to break up into each of your groups and you work and you present your own display at, or your own content at the display at your table. So I thought, well, was active learning just going to come back in that exact form? While I think the answer is yes, and we've heard from some schools, yep, we're going back and we're doing room number four, five, and six of our active learning spaces. This other aspect of active learning, like flipped classrooms, is coming into play more importantly. So the ability for recording sections of content that a professor wants to convey or have the students watch later and then come to class for group work or discussions is is really exploding too. So it's it's interesting how it's active learning and flipped classroom methodology discussion again with the little slight twist or enhancement on it. So yeah, um, kind of like we we had some things pre-pandemic. They're coming back, but now they're coming back even better because of all yes. this technology that everyone had to create. It, it, or it's upgrade. allowing for iteration. That's yeah. you know that's improving all the time and. That's one thing I love about education is so many of the institutions are willing to collaborate a little bit and say what's working and what's not. And so, um, you know, I think of a few other trends we're seeing mm -hmm. and, um, you know, um, these kind of what I would call, you know, futuristic trends. So, you know, the XR labs or mixed media labs, uh, we're seeing, you know, AR, VR, and then, you know, the combination of, of, of both. So these are spaces where technology is used. Maybe one student or multiple students have, you know, VR goggles or they're running a program with augmented reality where they can do a, a heritage site or experience different places they wouldn't be able to otherwise. But there may not be enough lenses, you know, lenses and, and VR goggles for everyone. So the idea is about maybe taking some of those video signals out and sharing it with the rest of the room, other students who are on uh, looking in, or um, professors, or even an expert in a field who's using a remote tech who might not have the knowledge, but can look at something, then the expert in the field might be able to use virtual reality to say, oh, okay, here's what you need to fix, or here's what you need to do next. So that opens a ton of possibilities. And then we've seen... Uh, trends on the simulation labs and like teaching kitchens and other environments where um, students really get to delve deep into experiential learning or even gamification of learning. So, so I think that those trends are gonna drive us for another you know, decade and more as 21st century students start having these expectations, whether realistic or not, of you know <laughs> what they get to work with in school right before they hit the job market. Well, well, I know that, you know, colleges have changed since I've been in school. You know, I didn't have all this cool stuff and uh, it, it was just emerging, um, not to date myself, but um, you also talked about gamification and gamification games kind of brought up to me esports. Is that still a trend that's happening? You know, it, it is, yes, absolutely. And I think 
what's what's so terrific beyond the the cool aspects of esports where i feel like there's all these soft skills that a lot of people you know need to think about it's it's don't just discount that they're playing a game there's team uh and there's time management and and team building skills and collaboration and things i find myself doing every day being a part mm-hmm. of a marketing team which is zoom and teams and um and and collaborating and sharing documents so that aspect of esports, I think, is going to appeal to a lot of people. I spoke to a school recently who, when the esports lab isn't being used, one of the counseling programs uses it. They run a marriage counseling simulator on their esports computers. So that's multitasking. Too, that's uh, multitasking. Yeah, we didn't get too <laughs> deep into it, but they were like, you know, um, it was like a, man, a husband and wife type scenario and having a conflict. And then how does this new counseling student talk them through it? So definitely preparing uh, people for the future on both sides, being the counselor and being as part of a couple. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So here's what you're going to face. Yeah. So, you know, esports even has given ways uh, or given way to um, these you know, like I mentioned, and you mentioned gamification of learning with a little bit of twist. So it's, it's while in the past, the counseling schools had to bring in, you know, other volunteering students to play these roles. Now these students can go, you know, mm-hmm. take certain circumstances and go through um, different content and material to practice and get ready. Yeah. So, um, so, so let's talk a little bit now about the instructor experience, because I'm hearing about all this wonderful technology and all these choices. I don't want to have to walk in the room and worry about things. You know, is the camera going to capture me? Can I move around? Do I have to stay in one place? T- talk to me a little bit about, you know, how the instructor experience can be better. You know, you touched on one of, I think, what will be one of the emerging topics Um, the most important, if not the most important, one of the top, and that's user experience. So, um, and while we're in this context of this conversation, we're speaking in the, you know, about faculty, but it it, it goes to students and everyone else who uses the system. Right. User experience from a faculty standpoint is, is getting so important that it should be at the forefront of designs. In fact, before we're putting pen to paper, I believe, and not just, I believe, I've talked to many schools who are saying that is what's driving us. So I I heard a school speak uh, the other day and I loved it. They kind of gave this pro tip that was use automation. It makes things simpler. And so, you know, um, we talked about how uh, these systems are getting more sophisticated and more complex, and and yet the faculty doesn't necessarily have the time and the bandwidth for all the training that goes around to it. So then it begs the question, when you walk into a room, if you plug in your computer, why can't the system just automatically turn on for you? And um, and, and, and why can't it say, uh, know that when you, when you um, unplug your computer, after a certain period, whatever the school or institution determines, mm-hmm. it should shut down. You know, one of the like, and, uh, and wipe out any content that had been shared. Right? Don't leave anything up on the screens. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. you know, whether it's from a security standpoint in that exact scenario, mm-hmm. or whether it's from um, 
from just a simple shutting down the de other devices, the projectors and putting up the screen and so on for the efficiency and lowering total costs of ownership. And, and, and the other you know item that we discussed is a little bit more is that the faculty need to be able to teach and share their content and interact with the technology without thinking about it. What better way to make it simple for people not to think about it than to have it automated? So of course I love this topic because it touches <laughs> on exactly what Crestron does. It touches on what AVISPL does and, yep. and the services that they offer. And, and now I, I'm realizing that if you have this wonderful teaching kitchen with cameras everywhere and, and displays, but the chef can't come in and easily operate it so he can monitor the 15 or 20, you know, train chefs in training, prepping their courses, it, it becomes useless and he or she will end up migrating around the room. And then mm -hmm. what do we spend all the money on? So it's, you know, can we simplify? Can we look at different um, touchscreens and user interfaces of any type and say, what does the tech think needs to be here versus what does the instructor think needs to be here? And what are the instructor's expectations? Can we do some things like when they scan an RFID card, could it come up with certain configurations or preferences for that faculty member? And then some of those training uh, requirements just melt away, thankfully. Yeah. So all great questions that we need to think about before we design and build a room. And I think that's where Crestron and AVISPO work great together uh, with your solutions and our integrations and then the ongoing service. Okay. It's great. We built it. It does everything that people want it to do. It's got to be ready when I need it. It's got to be up and running. And that's where, where we come together and make that happen. And speaking of together, I think uh, both Crestron and AVISPO will be at Infocom coming up in a few months. Yes, we certainly will. We're looking forward to it. And, you know, on this last one, uh, last June in, in, in Las Vegas, uh, you can just feel the excitement of everybody getting back together. But I know, you know, um, at least I and multiple people came back with COVID. Boo. So, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> you know, uh, but I'm hoping this this coming Infocom is going to be terrific. And yeah. so, you know, I think we've got some manufacturer training in there. I think we've got some either panel discussions or some presentations uh, I'm looking into with a school on an esports application and mm -hmm. discussing a little bit about that. And then another one, um, I think we're looking at a little bit on on active learning spaces and you know how how those are going to uh, evolve a little bit. How about you? What's is AVISPL uh, highlighting a few special things? We are, you know, and it's interesting you mentioned AR and VR because we've taken VR into room design. And, uh, you know, we'll have that demo going on most likely at Infocom. You'll see people with goggles on. But as you mentioned, you know, in the real world, not everybody has goggles. So that's something that we can also take and share uh, in a room or over, over a virtual meeting as well. So we'll certainly have VR. Of course, we love Symphony our management application for all those devices. There's a lot going on with education, with all this new technology, and we help you manage it. So, but I will be sure to stop by the Crestron booth for sure. Uh, that'd be that'd be terrific. And we'll check out uh, your booth. AVISPL always has a, an amazing booth there. You know, and um, I, I do feel like, you know, we, um, with whether it's whether it's user experience, but now AVISPL's take on being able to virtually see the space before it's built out, 
is, is another huge, amazing benefit of the technology that we have today. It's, it's so often, and you know from firsthand experience, it's like, no one told us this bulkhead was going to be here and now we can't, you know, build around it. The door right? is open and now it's closed and now it's covering my screen. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> Let's right. avoid that. But, and, and, you know, you, know, you great... just covered my only AC vent in this room is boiling, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, so I think that's wonderful. It's an amazing tool for both the technology designers, mm -hmm. but I'm hoping that it opens the door for facilities groups mm -hmm. and just an architect's and in the consultants that come in um, that uh, that sometimes give us tasks that clearly they didn't mm -hmm. really understand the dynamics of the room. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I, yeah. I see this as a big emerging uh, trend to just yeah. to and see and picture the space before we. Yeah, the detail is great as well. You know, when we want to show a Crestron controller, you know, we show that actual piece in the room in VR. So. Uh, great things ahead for both of us and for our end users who joined us today. Um, John, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I thought it was a great conversation. Thanks. It's always a pleasure. I'd love to join you anytime we can. Great. Thank you. And thanks to all of our listeners today. Don't forget to subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel at AVISPL Info. You can also search for the collaboration space on your favorite audio app. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. For more information, visit avispl.com slash crestron.